Hey, and welcome in to Kimpoology. This is the Rick Dog Network here giving a quick introduction. I got roped in again here. Let's see if we could get it in here. It's episode 91. Congratulations. We're getting up there. And this is going to be a good episode. Uh, we have a special guest. Um, I think we met at a podcast seminar. Uh, Kimboology going to be teamed up here with Nassim, a part of the Terrible Sex uh, podcast. So we're getting the freaky deaky on in this one. It's a funny one. So tune in, folks. I'm going to go ahead and introduce them. Nassim and your host, Kimboology. Hello, everyone out there. Welcome back to another episode of Kimboology. It's your girl Kimbo here, and I'm really excited, guys. I have this lovely guest of mine. Um, this is, I, you guys, this is going to be juicy. This episode is going to be juice, okay? Uh, I have Nassim on here from the Terrible Sex with the Steam podcast. Say hi, Nassim. Hi. How are you, Kimbo? Well, girl, once we got the audio together and, the, and we can hear each other, oh, you guys, we, we've been trying to, like, set up our, like, our audio to hear each other for, like, 20, I don't even know, odd minutes now. We were both, like, frustrated, but I'm, I'm happy we got it together because I'm excited to talk about your podcast and talk about you and, like, sex with you. Thanks for being yes. on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. This is, like, all I've been thinking about all week. I talked to my producer about it, and I was like, I'm going to be on this podcast, and she's so awesome, and I'm so excited, oh, and so I'm just, like, really stoked to be here. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh my God, that, that it's likewise. I, I was really enjoying listening to your show. So yeah, so guys, this is Nassim. She has her own podcast called Terrible Sex with Nassim. Um, and how did you meet Nassim? Like, let's talk about that. So how did I get started? Well, first, we, we, let's just tell people how we met. Because we do know each other. We, we met in real life, guys. So that's why we, we yes. didn't meet in real life. This is, this is true. <laughs> um, so you have a podcast. I have a podcast. And we're both in Chicago and there was Chicago podcast day and which was an event kind of talking about how to make a podcast, how to promote it. And just, it was basically a, I don't know, eight hour workshop and we met and you were wearing this amazing jacket and yes, like your, your my jacket, jacket. flare. Yes. So drawn to you and just like your presence. <laughs> and I'm like, I have to talk to this person. And Aww. it was like gravity sucking me in. So, <laughs> you know, I just said hi and I love that. Chatted and um, you had those, those stickers and I saw like the slogan and I'm like, okay, I'm, this is, this is definitely in my world. So. Meditate, masturbate, medicate. Yes. Right. Nassim. Right. Yes. I, I think I, when she told me what her podcast was about, I was like, Oh girl, yes, we have to collab. We have to collab. So <laughs> absolutely. Yes. And yes, I thank you for that. Cause I, I, I met so many amazing podcasters in Chicago, which was like, Oh my God, look at our, look at the tribe. Look at our tribe, you know, mm -hmm. here in the Chicagoland area, you know? So, uh, yeah, and it was great. And the scene was, she had great energy. Um, and I'll, and I've listened to your podcast. So I'm excited to chat about it guys. Cause she's very open and she's very transparent and she just sounds like a really down to earth, cool ass person. So I'm really excited to get to know you. So first things first though, how, who are you like, Introduce yourself to the audience. Sorry about that. Okay, so my name is Nassim, clearly. Um, and 
Podcasting is a new game for me. Um, I'm actually a registered nurse. Uh, I'm a travel nurse. I work mostly in cardiology. And I uh, spent most of my career uh, actually not in healthcare at all. I was uh, a theater kid. I did stage management. Um, my really? Is, yeah, my bachelor's is in theater. Um, and then I decided, you know, contract work and trying to hustle and constantly get my next gig is really hard. And I'm not competitive of a person and I was pretty good at science so I was what 30 years old and decided to go back to school and become a nurse wow Um, yeah and then I did that for a year as a staff nurse and uh then decided that I wanted to change and oddly enough went back into contract work and so now I'm a travel nurse and I'm here in Chicago I've been here since October I keep renewing my extension because I I keep extending because I love it here so much, but um, that will soon be coming to an end, unfortunately. Really? Yeah. So the way the travel nursing works is because it all has to do with money and taxes and all that bullshit. So I can't stay in the same state for more than a year. Really? Yeah. So in order for tax purposes, I mean, I could, but it would just complicate my life. Got you. I don't have that in me. So so I go from place to place. So this is my last extension in Chicago. But but while I was here and, you know, sex is like my favorite topic of conversation. It's so like, even though I'm a travel nurse and I do cardiology mostly, I love sex and sexual health. And I'm like, oh man, I would love to be a sex therapist or a sex counselor or, um, something along those nature along those lines and and I love talking about it I love talking to my girlfriends about their sex lives about my sex lives my sex life and there's all these goofy things that happen when we have sex that are unexpected unplanned and the idea of sex is so absurd when you think about it like we are like we're just meat sacks slapping into each other and have a good time <laughs> How bizarro is that if you really take a step back? Meat sack. Come on now, meat sack. (laughs) I I love that. A fine looking meat sack. That's fine. Okay, listen, right? You you want this meat sack. I know you do. (laughs) But you know what I mean? It's just so weird. And I want to talk about that because sex isn't always pretty. It's not always what you see in the media. It's definitely not like porn. And True. we'll get I into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. yeah. And I just want to share my experiences and the good, bad, and the ugly. And I know it sounds like kind of cliche and corny, but I've made a lot of mistakes in my sex life and in my in relationships. And if somebody can glean any kind of knowledge or wisdom from the bullshit that I've done, <laughs> then all the better. And I, and also, I think being a medical person, like, mm-hmm. gross, gory details don't scare me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You're like, the nitty, the gritty, the dirty, the better. Like, I can take it all. Pretty much. Sometimes yeah. I get a little giggly. Like, sometimes I hesitate and I'll pause or I'll kind of, like, laugh when I'm telling a story. But uh-huh. I think a lot of that is just, like, the excitement of telling the story. Hell yeah. And I, I just by just because, you know, I listen to your podcast. I listen to the episode, specifically the one where you have a threesome with your best friend um, and your yes. partner, your husband. Right. You, so you are married, correct? 
I am married. Okay. So that means that you guys have an open relationship or a polyamorous relationship? Yes, we are a polyamorous couple. Um, He and I wanted to explore some more kink aspects and our kinks didn't necessarily line up. And uh, we thought, you know, this is a great opportunity for us to like explore different people, explore different avenues of our sexuality. And that doesn't change how we feel about each other. It doesn't change anything about our relationship. If anything, it's actually made our relationship stronger because we really? have communicated. Yeah, we've been communicating a lot better right. and a lot more. And the walls are kind of down because it kind of forces us to really talk about our feelings, our wants, our needs, our hopes, our fears, and our boundaries. And mm. it's been really beneficial for both of us. I think I can't speak for my husband, but I think it's been. Well, y'all are still together. So I would think I was like, <laughs> I'm like, y'all are still there. I mean, well, that's good. No, I love that. So basically, and then I, I forgot to ask you what your pronouns are. I'm trying to be more cognizant of asking for people's pronouns as well. Oh, sure. Uh, she, her. Okay. She, perfect. Her, so she's, yeah. She, hers. Okay. So, so Nassim, that means, okay, so you're in the lifestyle, right? That's like a saying that for people that are, you know, maybe swing or in polyamorous relationships or maybe don't have monogamous relationships. When you, like, do, am I getting that correctly? Like in the lifestyle? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the lifestyle is such a broad term. It could mean anything, I think, okay. from polyamory to being a swinger to being in a um, kink or BDSM dynamic. I think anything that is what some people would consider um, divergent or deviant mm. is, I think, gets clustered under the umbrella of the lifestyle. In the lifestyle. Okay, so, cool. How long have you been in the lifestyle then? Like how many, how, like? Like not very long, two years. Okay. I think, it's, okay. I think it's always been something that's been inside of me, but I didn't know how to articulate. I didn't know how to um, express in any real way and I didn't mm. have words for it uh and I and I, I hate to say it because you remember when 50 shades of gray came out oh yeah girl and, oh yeah and it was like everybody's <laughs> like sexual awakening and stuff girl so I, didn't, I didn't read it but I have a friend who is an author and she writes um she writes smut <laughs> basically and I have had not been exposed to that before Okay, and I was re- and she wanted me to beta read one of her books, and I was reading it, and I was like, "Oh, oh, okay," <laughs> and it just like, opened this whole world to me that I wasn't exposed to before. And this is right after like the Fifty Shades kind of bandwagon had sort of like come and gone, right? And Fifty Shades is, for the record, a terrible example. I was gonna say, girl, I hated it. I thought it was trash. So, <laughs> and like, I haven't read it, but I've read enough about it. I like the book better than the movie because I feel like the movie, you know, you know, like the the choices of cast and the, the fucking, you know, I'm like, all right, y'all, like, but the book was like, you know, at least we can use our own fantasies, or like, or the, like picture sure. the people we want to put in those characters as opposed to like who they chose for casting and all that shit. But I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, not everybody yes. loved it. Yeah. Everybody loved it. And it, I mean, it did very well and good for them, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't anything that I thought was realistic. Right. right. And I wanted right. something that, and my friend, her book was a lot more down to earth and a lot more like gritty and raw. And it felt very 
real to me. What's her book called? Her book, she has a, a trilogy. It's called the, oh. uh, yeah, it's called The Slivered, oh my gosh, I'm going to remember it. The Slivered Souls Trilogy. The Slivered Souls Candy, Trilogy, okay. By Candy Vale. Um, they're on Amazon. And what's funny is I we say- can put the link in the show notes, guys, so you guys can check that oh, out. Perfect, she would love that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. the, But what's funny about that is that I say that it's, Oh, really realistic? It's paranormal romance. Like, that's the funniest part about it, is that it's all about, like, demons and, like, angels. Wait a minute, though. Wait a minute, though. I'm, this is, like, I used to be obsessed with J.R. Ward's books. Have you familiar with And it's, it's smut as well, but it's, like, vampires and shit. So, girl... I'm here for that. You know what I mean? Give me a little fantasy. Give me a little, you know, whatever with your sex. I don't care. I mean, like, it's it's whatever you're into. This is Absolutely. interesting. But the relationships. Take away all the paranormal stuff. This is okay. a book review. Take away all the paranormal <laughs> stuff. At the core, the book is about relationships. And okay. And a dynamic. And that, to me, was what was really intriguing and okay. kind of got me interested in the lifestyle. Oh, and so her book got you in, got you her, interested. Yeah, her book oh, got me interested. Oh, okay. So, um, Shout out to your friend's like book. It's, <laughs> it's great. So, <laughs> And I think that part of that is what, it, it opened up something that I think was already there. Okay, okay. So it allowed you to kind of be like, oh, like, you know, like, because I do, I understand, I, I can, I can like, relate to that in that sense like I've always had these like I've been to sex parties and things like that too like myself and so like I am very much like interested and I've dabbled in the lifestyle a little bit um but that's something though I feel like is a decision that two people need to make that are in a relationship that are choosing to be monogamous if they want to go that route and all that stuff that's a big choice that you have to make and shout out to you and your partner and your husband that are able to successfully do that because I feel like that is not always the case for every couple so it's it's really kind of you know what the the two people mm -hmm. it's not for everybody and there are some days where I wonder like is it even right for me because there are it's not like any relationships there are ups, there are downs, there are hard moments, there are tears, there's jealousy, there's anything that can happen in a monogamous relationship can happen in a polyamorous one. Okay. Compound that by the fact there's multiple partners. Exactly, <laughs> right. The meat slaps, right? The meat the just meat slapping slaps. everywhere. <laughs> the meat slaps, the meat slaps, all that shit, all that shit. Well, okay. So we've tried, we've, we've, we've learned a little bit about why you started the podcast, what inspired you. Uh, I want, we want to hear more about you and like your experiences because you guys, she does give all her tea on her podcast, which is amazing. I love that you're so open and honest. Um, really quickly though. So now, what is your background? Like, what culturally, like, your name is Nassim. Like, so, like, does, like, does that ever come into problems with, like, because I'm black and Thai, and so when I, because I'm a pole dancer, too, and so, like, my Thai family was like, ooh, she a go? Like, you know, I mean, there's stigma there. Do you ever, is there stigma with your culture in the sense of, like, your sex podcast? It's so funny. So, I'm Iranian-American. Okay, my okay. parents are from Iran. Um, okay. you know, big Muslim country. My family's not super Muslim. My extended okay. family is back in Iran, but the ones in the States, not so much. Um, when I told my mom about the podcast, she's like, wait, you're talking about sex? And I said, yes. And she's like, not your sex life. And I was like, yes. And she's like, oh, this scene. <laughs> like they, my family doesn't know what to do with me. They kind of just like, let me do my thing and just... 
hope it doesn't come back on them. <laughs> um, Love it. <laughs> I've I've been it's been hard for me because I've tried for a really long time to separate my family life from the things that I'm doing publicly, but I've come to the realization that I can't really divorce the two. Okay. Um, that because, especially because I do talk so candidly about my personal life, things are going to spill over in either direction. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's a challenge. Um, there was a little bit of, misunderstanding with my family because of the fact that I they knew that I was polyamorous with my husband they didn't love the fact that I was public about it uh, um, okay because it's because a lot of times in cultures like these and this isn't a knock on my family it's not a knock on culture or anything because I think this I think this is actually a universal truth in families that the things that you do is a reflection on the people you come from right, right. Right. So if I do something that somebody may deem inappropriate, how does that make my mom look? Exactly. Exactly. So, and you know, I don't want to do that to her, but I also have to be authentic to myself and yeah. live. So it's kind of a balance. Okay. And right now it works. We kind of have like a don't ask, don't tell policy in my family. Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. they, they know what I'm up to. We just don't talk about it. Okay. Well, that's, I mean like, okay. So like, you know, not like, oh my God, don't do it. But just like, all right, girl, like do you, I guess. But like, try not to get us involved or whatever. But it seems like they're supportive in their own way by like being like, all right, girl, do, because it's not like I've, you know, I've seen stories where like, it literally like will shun people like this, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's never, it's not giving that energy at all. It's, it's more of like, no, and that, was something, and that was something I was afraid of. I was afraid uh-huh. that I was going to get that energy. And that's why I tried hiding it for so long. I was okay. trying to, that's why I tried to separate the two worlds because I was afraid of being shunned when okay. the reality is that was never going to happen. Um, it was just my own anxiety about it. Right. Um, now I can't speak for every like Iranian family. I don't right, know. Right, right, mine right, in right. particular has been as supportive as they can be. That's so, awesome. I love so to, I love to see that. it. I love to yeah. see it. I love to see it. All right. Well, let's get to the juice, right? Because, you know, you do talk about your sex life. And I want to talk about this episode because I, I listened to this one. So you uh, told the story on your podcast. Uh, and forgive me, like, the, I know the episode, was, it, I don't know if the, the episode name was like, I had a threesome or something like that, or my first threesome or something like that. Nassim has a threesome. The Nassim has oh, a threesome. My yes. producer, Dan, he names all the episodes. And sometimes I'll see them. Um, after they get published and I'm like really <laughs> but, and you're like oh you chose that okay <laughs> so it's funny because I can actually go through and edit it myself right 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 but I just like never think to <laughs> so. no I, I actually like I liked it because I was okay because it's like straight to the point because I'm that's a thing too guys if you're in the podcasting world trying to figure out your titles in the sense of like for people that want to find the topics that are related, you know, it's, it's a whole thing. So I, I personally though, when I scrolled through your phone, through your episodes, that one did stand out to me the most. And I did, cause you know, where you described, um, you know, Nassim has a threesome, but not only that you had a threesome with your best friend and your husband, correct? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I did. Not and, anything I ever planned on to ever happen. <laughs> It was, and I, I loved it though, because you were very honest about it. Like you explained how 
afterwards uh there was a feeling of like a like a lull or what what did you expect it it was called a drop or like a a drop Drop. i was like i've never heard of that term before but it made so much sense can you explain that yeah so drop is when you have any kind of heightened experience whether it's a sexual one or you go on vacation or um you have any kind of experience there you got like a lot of endorphins and dopamine and all the chemicals like happy stuff is happening in your brain and then the experience ends and those chemicals just sort of get used up Mm. and now you don't have any more and you go back to baseline but going from such a high to baseline feels like you're going to the lowest lows it's a it's a a drop Um, okay yeah and and if you've ever like like I said, if you've ever gone on vacation and you've had like a great time and then you have to like, go back to work the next day. Yeah. And it's, like, you're like, fuck. You, you just feel like shit. Yeah. You're like, sucks. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's kind of the same thing. If in a kink experience, for example, like I'm a submissive and if. I'm, what does that mean to, to people that maybe that don't know what that means? Sure. Uh, so in uh, a, a BDSM dynamic, there are multitudes of different dynamics, but um a submissive is a person who enjoys being either in servitude of another person or um, being dominated by another person. Um, and that could mean different things depending on the dynamic. Um, it could mean that you enjoy, um, like in my case, physical roughhousing, like being like, I love getting in fights and losing. So, <laughs> I love that. So is it a part of your cuddle cuddle obsession too? Because she loves to cuddle, like you love cuddling, right? Yeah, I I like to cuddle. I like a lot of physical contact, a lot of physical right. intimacy. It's why I did impact sports for so long. Like ah. I did high impact sports because like sometimes I just want to get the shit beaten out of me. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. Like, I played I played roller derby, and there's something. Oh yeah. Bad. There's something very satisfying about getting knocked over and like looking really, dude. You're tough, dude. You're fucking like, I love that. That's good. And then other forms of submission can be like there's service submissions where they submissives who you know you know they'll do things for their partner. Um, There's also subs who are like who receive. like caregiving from their partner. So a partner who is more dominant might be a caregiver to that submissive. There's lots of different varieties. So, um, but when you're in that space, when you're in the scene or in the environment of that interaction, you can be in what's called subspace or conversely, if you're the dominant dom space. Um, And so that's like when you're in, the zone Mm. and then once the scene is over and you're out of the zone you can drop and you can drop pretty significantly okay so when I was in this threesome it was very exciting there were it was a new experience for me I had never been in one before I had never been in any kind of intimate role with my best friend like that is not our relationship and um we so there was all these heightened emotions heightened feelings heightened sensations and then it was over and I started to feel self-conscious very self-aware um 
nervous, scared. I was also exhausted because I had I bet. Work. Yeah. As I work night shift and like I work oh, night shift. Oh dude. Night. Yeah. yeah. And so I had I was just all of these things happened at once and I just started crying. <laughs> but the great thing is that I was with the two people that I trust most in the world. Right. My best friend. Yeah. And they took care of me. They did great aftercare and made me feel wanted and special and secure. And it was it was wonderful. Okay. So, I mean, like, that's amazing because I mean, like, I know, I don't, I'm, not many people out there can say like, oh, I fucked my best friend with my husband. And it was fantastic. And it's like, you know what I mean? That, that, like, I bet everyone would be like, yo, like, there's no way I would let my man touch my best friend and blah, 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 you know? So it does go to show you the level of, like you said, comfort, um, you know, being with the two people that you love the most. And, you know, so, but it's like, there's certain boundaries I feel like for me and I feel like I'm like I don't want to cross those but I think it was really interesting because it's like just shows to show you like you know the fluidity of everything too right you're like whatever we're just two meat sacks that want to you know get a little little freaky why not you know why not so but that's cool so okay so things aren't awkward now with your with your best friend and your husband or anything like that there's something no yeah. not at all they'll it's funny uh so my best friend is obsessed with my cat and my husband will like send her photos of our cat. Uh-huh, it's so cute. <laughs> so they have like this, like they have a friendship. And I've even said to them, I'm like, you know, if you two want to date, like I'm cool with that. If you two like want to date and stuff. And they were like, eh, maybe, but probably not. Right, 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 right. So that's all um, interesting. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. We have a very I, I don't think that it's necessarily unique amongst polyamorous people in general uh-huh. the way our lifestyle is but I definitely think it is unique amongst the mainstream I don't okay. think most people participate in relationship the same way that my husband and I do and then you and you and your husband um you know do you you guys date people together do you guys you know um you have that open communication where you're like hey I met this person on tinder you know what do you think? Or, or is everything mostly separate with you guys? We, it's a little bit of both. Okay. We date separately. Um, so I go on dates with people. He goes on dates with people. Um, but we do like check in like, hey, I met this person and this is the stuff that they're into. And I'm like, oh, okay. Or uh, are you going to, are you going to go out with them? Like, did you, did you, have a date yet or how did it go or how are you feeling about it that kind of thing do you feel like you're compatible so we'll we touch base with each other but we don't dictate each other's relationships okay unless we see like a glaring red flag that we think is going to be unsafe then we'll like pitch a fit or make our opinions known but the other person has the autonomy to make their own decisions because we trust the other person and their decision making and their judgment Oh, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And so do you guys like talk about like, you know, do you guys, you know, have that where you're like, hey, I went on a date and then you just go home and like tell them all about it? Like, there's kind of a fine line there because like, I want to be as open as I can with him, but I also want to respect the partner that I'm with. So uh, okay, I'm not going to um, air everything that goes on on a date with someone um, because there's still privacy and I still want to have respect for the relationship that I'm in or the date that I'm on and not just unload that onto my husband who's not part of that relationship. Got you. So 
we try to keep it separate, but we will discuss like minor things. Um, or if we had like a good experience, you know, we'll share like, oh yeah, I had a great time. We went to this park and whatever. But if it's like an intimate detail, we generally yeah. don't talk about that. Okay. So it's not part of like your... Because some people, some for some people, you know, that's probably like a, a sense of foreplay, right? Like, oh, what did he do to you? What did she do to you? Or whatever, you know? So it's like, that's not a part of that for you guys. No, actually, that's mm. something that is actively turns us off, interestingly okay. enough. Yeah, we don't like to discuss what we do intimately with other people with each other. Okay. Because it's it, it just feels like it's not about us anymore we're uh-huh. very much in tuned with each other like we really want to make it our experience together to be about us I love that. yeah I love unless that. you know we have a threesome <laughs> you know unless it's you know other well and that's the thing it's like you and your best friend and him just you know auto, like just decided like and then like I like that episode guys and I'll put that episode in the show notes so you guys can check out that episode um because like you guys were just like you were just like hanging out you were like hanging out with her and then all of a sudden right it's like oh then you guys started to like cuddle and then like it just kind of went from there I like that it kind of happened naturally and it wasn't like something like okay let's go ahead and fuck like you know what I mean it was like planned you know absolutely I think that when you in my experience, I've had a couple threesomes at this point, and I think that when they're planned and they're not organic, there's a lot more pressure, and ah, okay. especially pressure to perform. And I think that they're honestly a little bit less fun. Um, I think that when they're organic, you can like play around more, especially because we were not expecting this to happen. Uh-huh. So we were just like, okay, we're in it now. Okay, let's yeah, okay, let's do it. And it was like fun and it felt like a game in a way. Okay. It was very playful, very lighthearted. Um, didn't take each like none of us take ourselves seriously. So <laughs> it was what's your sign, Missy? What's your sign? I am a Capricorn. Okay. Uh, Capricorn? I'm a Capricorn um sun. Uh-huh. Leo Moon and oh. Aries Rising. Oh yeah, girl. No wonder I can see why you're in theater. Like you have a lot, you know what I mean? Like that's a very I have a lot of fans. I have a lot of fire. Yeah, yeah. I can sense that with you, Cap. And you got Leo in there and you got Aries. Oh yeah. And what's your what's your husband? My husband (laughs) My husband is a I'm gonna forget. No, he's a Sagittarius son. Okay, that's why you guys get along though. Caps and Sages are like I heard are really, really like compatible. That's yeah, just yeah, okay. Especially he's a Sagittarius Sun, Cancer Moon, and Gemini rising. Oh my god, he's got a cancer or, wait or Pisces rising. It's either, <laughs> it's either Pisces or Gemini. It's some okay, water sign. Okay. Some water <laughs> sign. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's cute. I like that. That's cute. Uh I'm a Taurus Sun, Gemini Rising, Gemini Moon. So, oh, yeah, look at mm-hmm. you. I'm all over the fucking place. <laughs> if you can't tell, uh, <laughs> but no, that's cool. That's really cool. I, yeah, I loved hearing your story. I loved uh, that you're so open, you know, about your sexual experiences. I want to know though, because I didn't get to listen to your entire discography of your podcast yet. Uh, sure. But what is like the worst sexual experience like that you can think of right now? Because I know it's not done, because it's called terrible sex with Nassim. So I know we're gonna go on a journey of sex with you. But right now off the top of your head what is like the fucking worst experience you've ever had the thing that pops into my head is <laughs> it was a wild night I met this guy on FetLife 
which is, if you don't know, FetLife is, it's like Facebook for kinky people. So, um, and you can like meet people through uh, like munches, which are, um, they're like vanilla or non-sexual um, meeting spaces. Okay. People to discuss their kinks and their interests. So oh, nice. people like meet, yeah, people will like meet at a bar or at a restaurant or something and just like hang out. It's a completely non-sexual environment. Okay. Um, but just for people to sort of network. Hmm. Um, and then there's also people post photos and they, it's, it's literally Facebook for kinky. My husband calls it sit on my Facebook. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love that. So, uh, he's a funny guy. So I need to be a t-shirt. That's cute. <laughs> I love that. Sit on my Facebook. <laughs> my, so I went on FetLife. I met this guy on FetLife. We chatted for a bit and then I, I drove three hours. Ooh, to she traveled for the dick. I, I do travel <laughs> for the day. It's embarrassing. So I another wrong with that girl. Yeah, I know. And bitches, so bitches get through that all the time. Okay. <laughs> I went to his house, and there were so many things wrong when I walked in. The oh, oh, I'm scared, guys. I'm so scared. <laughs> As soon as I walk into his apartment, there's no like hellos. There's no like intros. How do you do? He immediately tries to like get in my pants. Like as soon as I walk in the door, and I'm like, we're not here for this. Like right. I mean, we are, but we're also not. Um, and then he <laughs> he had the television on in the bedroom, and as I'm going down on him. He's watching WWE wrestling. Oh my god! <laughs> while I'm going down on him, and he's not making a sound. There is nothing worse than quiet sex, in my opinion. If you like, <laughs> like if you are fucking and you sound like church mice, like what are you doing? Like he's like, no reaction. He's like, and it was like he wasn't trying to be quiet because the kids are in another room or anything like that. It was just. Silence. Okay. He's just just dead silence. He wasn't even like thrusting his hips or anything. He was just like no reaction. Just because he was watching his show, girl. He was watching WWE wrestling, and, and I'm putting in the fucking work and getting nothing out of it. And then he try, and then he like tries to have sex with me, like intercourse, and he doesn't have a condom. Hey. And I'm telling, and I'm like no homie like we're not doing this it was just like one thing after another that's just the first story that pops into my head I'm sure there's worse but that's the one that just is flashing red lights because I if I could take any sexual experience back if I could unmeet anybody ah, WWE <laughs> Wrestlemania Wrestlemania over there I'm gonna call him Wrestlemania <laughs> Yeah, he, he was like, I gotta watch my show, but I, you know, I want to freak get freaky with this girl. So let me just try to kill two birds with one stone. Apparently, and one of the things that really bothers me about that experience isn't so much his lack of interest; it was the fact that I kept going, like I let myself be disrespected, <laughs> and that pisses me off more than anything else. Right, 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 right. Well, I hear you on that because it's like it, that. That's you're in a vulnerable position, right? In general, like like you're down there sucking some dude's dick. And then you're just kind of like, 
It's like that, which, which it's like advocate for yourself, which I actually like really quickly to go back to that episode where you on your, and your, on your best friend and your husband had sex. I like that in your episode, you guys like stopped everything you were doing. And then you were like, do you consent to this? Do you consent to this? That was like super important. And I think that was like, I want to highlight that because consent is everything. Uh, and I appreciated that you were like, let's, let's make that, you know, known. So shout out to you guys. Because, thank you. Because it was so <laughs> important that to me that nothing in our relationship changed and that it wasn't going to be something that any of us regretted later on. And I mean, sure we could have feelings about it later, but it was important to me to clarify, like, are we doing this because we all want to do this? Right. Right. And we're not just caught up in the moment and you're like, fuck, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Right. Cause it's always, that's awkward too. All right. Well, okay. So you showed up, you gave us like a bad experience. What is your most favorite experience having oh. sex in like the lifestyle? Like, is there like one that was just so elating and you were just like, oh my God, that was amazing. Like I came 14 times or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the first time I had sex with someone who was not my husband. Ooh! Wait, you were married to your husband, but then the first was, time, you had, uh huh. Yes. The okay. First, so I was married to my husband. We'd been together for like six years. Okay. And uh, it was my first time having sex with someone else. Interesting. And it was—I don't even know if the sex was even that good. I think it was the fact that it was so novel and so different, and I was nervous and I was excited. And there's all these feelings going on and he, I couldn't anticipate what he was going to do because you know when you're with someone for a, 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 a length of time you can't anticipate what their moves are you you know pretty much how your partner is going to touch you right right what they right. right well with this new person it was it was a completely uncharted territory and I didn't know that he was going to slap my pussy. I didn't know he was going to spit on me. Like, I didn't know he was going to do these things. And I did not know I was going to love it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, I love that. And so for me, just having that new, fresh, exciting energy is what made it some of the best sex I've ever had. Okay. Okay, it's got that new dick energy, that fresh new dick, you know, why not? Fresh right? dick energy, yeah, it was great, it was great. It's another t-shirt? Uh, <laughs> well, cool, okay, so that was like your first experience outside of that, and then that was, you know, you guys met on FetLife too, or did you guys meet, in, like, you know, out and about, or? I don't meet anyone in real life. Um, this was, I know, that's right. This is another app. I was I was really into the apps when I started doing this. Um. This is called Field. That's F-E-L-D. Uh, and it is basically Tinder for kinky people. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> swipe and things. And a lot of people on it are in the lifestyle in some way, okay. shape, or form. Lots of poly, non-monogamous folks. Um, lots of people who are into very specific fetishes. Um, and it can be kind of a I don't want to say a dangerous place, but you do have to be careful when you're on an app like that. Like you have to be careful when you're on any kind of dating app, true, like true. a hookup app, such as like Tinder. Let's be honest. Tinder is a hookup app. Right. Um, and so you have to like be careful, but I've been talking to this guy um, for a few weeks and he, you know, we just decided to meet at a bar and 
kind of went from there. And okay. I, I went, I hooked up with him like four times. Okay. And then um, it fizzled out. But uh, definitely that first time <clears throat> was a memorable experience. All right. She's got that smile on her face, y'all. She got that little smile on her face. I love that. She's got those, she's like rekindling memories over there. Uh, cute, cute. And then I think I did get this answer in your podcast, but just to like, just for the listeners. Uh, so uh, what is your, what are you like, what uh, What are you sexually attracted to? Do you, like, is there, do you identify in any way? Are you bisexual, pansexual, straight, you know, all that? I am unfortunately a heterosexual because I feel like it closes me off to a uh -huh. lot of different experiences and but, but I, I find women attractive like I, I mm -hmm. can be like attracted to women but I can't see myself engaging in any kind of sexual act with a woman uh, so you didn't, fuck your, so you, you didn't fuck your friend I did not fuck my friend. There oh. was like this unwritten kind of understanding between the two of us that was unspoken that we were not going to get near each other's vaginas. <laughs> like, so, um, and I shouldn't say like women. I just, I don't find myself, I can't see myself engaging with a vagina. I no matter you. who, no matter who owns it. <laughs> um, so, because I'm, as much as I love to talk about sex and I love sex, like I'm still trying to figure out my own vagina. So, I hear like, you, girl. I so hear the you. The idea of trying to like spelunk into somebody else's, like, <laughs> just terrifying. come on, now, spelunk. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna go spelunking in some in some vajayjay, right? So yeah, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, it is, okay. it's just. I mean, I can. Res I I appreciate the female form, and I've I, I've dated a woman before. Um, and I, I, I'll make out with a woman. I'll touch some titties, but anything <laughs> below the, anything below the belt, I'm kind of afraid of. <laughs> I love that. The honesty, the transparency. That's real. That's real. That's, that's, that's a, that's a line that, you know, I feel like when it comes to women, I mean, I'm speaking in my, like I said, I'm just, I can't only speak for myself, but like, you know, because of, because there's this like literal in society there's literally such a, uh, a void of information about the female organs and the body parts and just like our orgasms and things like, but like, like we, and me and my co-hosts talk about this all the time is like, we don't even know about like half women in the world don't even know about their periods and their cycles. And like, they're not in tune. Like I admit it, I'm one of those, you know what I mean? Like, and so because of that, I feel like, you know, even though we have our own, it's like to, to engage in that. Cause we also know how deep, women are and how and how and our pussies are magic right and our yonis are magic but at the same time they could be very intimidating they could be very intimidating i feel like because Absolutely. you don't know you know it's remarkable how many women don't even realize that they have multiple holes they have multiple orifices like there's right. a hole there's like the vagina is not where you pee from Exactly. You know? right. and, so, and a right. lot of women don't even realize that yeah it's sad it's fucked up it is fucked up and you're right you're absolutely right about the void of information there has been and i think by design there has been a lack of information about the female body about female I think anatomy so too. I and think i it's think it, and when i and when i say that i mean like it's it's a tool for which 
not to get, I'm going to get on my soapbox. Go for it, girl. It's a tool for which the patriarchy can control women. Amen. It's a way for us to be owned by men, for us to be controlled by men, for us, if we can't depend on ourselves, if we don't know enough about our own bodies and about have agency over ourselves and our own autonomy, that means that we are forced to rely on a man. And that is bullshit. Yep. So, I mean, look at the fact that we're fucking fighting for our rights to have for abortion rights now. I mean, it's literally my own body yet if I get raped in Texas by some fucking piece of shit, I have to have their baby? Like, a dead body has more rights than a woman in this country. Because in order for you to donate an organ post-mortem, you have to consent. You have to consent to give your body parts away. And they, and even after you die, that has to be respected. And the hospital, the um, family, like the law states that we have to do whatever this dead person wanted with their body. Mm-hmm. So a corpse has more rights than I do. Yo, that... <sighs> preach that was a word because like when you put it like that yeah that's fucked up yo that's fucked up a motherfucking dead body y'all that's crazy that's crazy yo. and then she's right she's absolutely right wow isn't that that's fucked up it's it's and this is why i love having you on the scene because we're two women talking about sex right talking about you know Mm -hmm. our bodies and like this is something that you're right. Like the patriarchy doesn't want us to do, right? Like we're literally fighting for the rights to have our, like a, an abortion, like rights over our own body in, in 2022, which is like fucking wild, right? But it just shows you that, you know, I feel like having these conversations and this is why I feel like our podcasts are, are really important, um, you know, and this is why I feel like people like us that are just trying to, you know, up and coming and just trying to get our voices heard, it's something that, you know, needs to be elevated and amplified because it's important for people to be like, it's okay to talk about our pussies or it's okay to talk about sex. It's okay to talk about, you know, vaginas or like maybe not wanting to go down on or maybe wanting to, or like we have a urethra or putting a mirror to your pussy. You know, it's, it's just stuff that shouldn't be so taboo and it is. So shout out to you. Thank you. And to you as well. It's, it's also one of the reasons why I think that sexual education is so important, especially amongst young people people and just to like know their bodies because if you're a young girl who doesn't know your own body what your body parts are called that means that any predator out there can take advantage of you and you don't know what's going on you don't know how to defend yourself advocate for yourself it's not just about sex it's also about safety right and that to me is paramount to everything else that I do is for women to advocate for themselves, to understand their bodies, and to basically have a toolkit to protect themselves if they get into a situation. I love that. I, mean, I love the toolkit, yeah. Which doesn't seem like that on the surface with my with my podcast, but that, I think, is ultimately what my goal is. My, my ultimate goal is to give people a voice and an understanding so they can advocate for themselves. I love that. I love that. No, I think that's, I think it's huge, Nassim. I, like you're, like you said yourself, you're, you're an Irani, am I saying Irani or no? Iranian. Iranian, sorry, God damn. Uh, I'm like, 
uh, Iranian word, woman. I know, I'm just like, uh, like, well, like, you know, you have that background, you're, you're open and honest. Thank you for sharing on, uh, about your family and how they feel about your podcast, you know, like talking about how you have a husband and then how you're, you know, you're in the lifestyle. It's important to, I feel, I want to normalize these conversations and normalize like people that are just, cause it's like, you know, it's all, there's like, there's no gray area with sex. It's like, there's, it's so fluid. You know what I mean? Like, we're, like, where do you fall on the spectrum? Right. It's like completely like, you know, I don't really necessarily feel like, okay, you're gay, you're gay, or you're straight, you're straight. It's like, I feel like a lot of people just kind of fall somewhere in between and, mm-hmm. you know, and it's up to you to just, just, you know, to explore that or explore your sexuality. And, you know, I think that's great. And I think that, you know, your podcast is like, giving a voice to that and I think it's cool and I really appreciate you sharing your stories on the show but you know what well, I want to know so much. oh you're welcome absolutely do you have any podcasts or artists that inspired you or like people in this space that kind of you're like oh my god I love them or so it's funny I don't actually listen to a lot of sex podcasts um most of my podcast consumption is like this American life or classic radio lab a radio lab and things like that like that's right the informational yeah informational i listen to a lot of true true crime like oh, shout out shout out everybody to loves it yeah <laughs> did, you watch, did, you listen to, did you listen to cereal i did oh I yeah did. I, I was obsessed it. with cereal yeah loved it but in terms of like sex content creators yeah i I find a lot of that um, information on TikTok, actually. Oh, yeah. So um, there's Sunny Megatron, who has, like, the best name in the world. Sunny Megatron. Uh, She is on TikTok, but she also does have a podcast called American Sex. Okay. I have listened to. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. Very informative. Um, She's a certified sex educator, which is something that I am... Uh, aspiring to do i do i can so see that for you i can see that for you to seem i can so see that for you it is something i'm really passionate about i do want to do it's just a matter of fucking doing it Um, yeah yeah. i hear you (laughs) i feel like it would also i feel like it would also give me some credibility in my podcast too that's the one thing and i don't know if you feel this way um but i do get a certain level of like imposter syndrome oh all day all day like do i actually know what the fuck i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) um especially because I think about like oh I'm a registered nurse like I have like I have a certification behind me but I'm also I'm not giving medical advice that's one thing that I make very clear in the podcast this is not medical advice this is just experiences and some factual data points for people to glean from but it's not it is not meant to be I give sex advice but it's pretty like loosey-goosey sex advice right and it's your own personal experiences so you can't yeah yeah, it's purely based off of my personal experience right because that's all i that's all any of us really have but anyway um another uh person i follow is katie asaurus she is on tiktok she also i think she has a youtube now but katie with a c um she does uh sex education and uh sex advocacy but how it intersects with ADHD and so interesting so fascinating she is so informative and just like lovely to listen to and just a kind kind hearted person it seems I mean I don't know her personally but I just love obsessed so those are the two that I really would I encourage everyone to sort of pay attention to is Sunny Megatron and the American Sex Podcast and Katie Asotis 
Awesome. Awesome. And then I'll put those, uh, I'll put them in the show notes too. So you guys can check them out. Cause I'm going to check them out myself. Cause I, I've never heard of those. Uh, and then I'm going to check out the podcast. Cause I think that's great. I love, I love it. I love a good sex podcast. Why not? Right. Mm-hmm. Cute. Cute. Well, I've had so much fun chatting with you and I do want to do our next segment, which is meditate, mastery, medicate. So let's go ahead and take a quick little break. And then when we come back, we'll get into the three M segment. All right. We'll be back guys. And we'll be right back after these detailed messages. Today's episode of the Kimboology podcast is brought to you by Faith and Flower. Faith and Flower's spiritual bath teas will align your chakras from your root to your crown. Whether you're medicating, masturbating, or meditating, you can use Faith and Flower to elevate your bath and self-care rituals. Kimboology listeners receive 15% off their first purchase at shopfaithandflower.com. Use code Kimbo at checkout. And we are back, everyone. We're back from our break. And you guys know what it's time for. It's time for meditate, masturbate, and or medicate. All right, Nassim. So this is the part, if you're not familiar, guys, for the listeners, too. Um, this is our wellness segment. So this is where we uh, discuss one or two or all three of the topics. Um, and then you can pretty much kind of choose in the sense of like, you know, maybe for the mastery portion, I know we talked a lot about sex, but you could say, well, what, we could talk about what porn you watched. Um, in the meditate masturbate, uh, the meditate portion, you can talk about maybe your meditation practices. Um, and then the Medicaid portion, that's usually like, we like to talk about like, you know, all natural, um, like, you know, like, because we, we girl, I, do, I do not support big pharma with this bitch. So we're all about cannabis and psilocybin and all that. So you can talk about that as well. So I'll leave it to you. Okay. So it's really funny. I... <laughs> I am like on a masturbation lull right now. I could not really. You, yeah, I couldn't tell you the last time I felt myself. Oh, we gotta talk. Okay, so we're gonna talk about masturbate first, guys. We have to. <laughs> um, I think we're gonna touch on all of them. Honestly. Yes, I'm down. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so masturbate. We're gonna do. We'll start with that. So you said you haven't. Ma- How long has it been since you masturbated? Oh my gosh, oh, this is gonna sound really bad. Um, probably like six months oh girl yeah now you're having, you're having sex though right you're having oh I'm definitely having sex okay um but it's funny I have such a weird relationship with masturbation I really? think there is still like some weird deep dark part of my brain that still feels even though cognitively like I know it's fine, but there's still like some deep seated part of me that's like, oh, this is wrong. I don't really? know. Where that is. Yeah, really? I don't know where that is. I don't know where that comes from. I'm always a little embarrassed when I masturbate. There's always this feeling of huh. embarrassment when I'm masturbating. Like, oh, oh, this like it's it's so good, but it's also really weird. <laughs> okay. Let's yeah. let's 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 unpack that because that's interesting. Uh, so when you masturbate, are you alone? Are you using, um, are you using, um, like instruments? Are you using like a dildo, a wand, your hand, a pillow? So I think part of the reason why I haven't masturbated in six months is I don't have my toolkit with me uh-huh. in Chicago. It's oh, so home. where's home? So I never asked you this. Where's home? Home is Michigan. I live oh, my, okay, I okay. have a house on the eastern side of Michigan and the crush okay. of the thumb as I call it. And it's um it's like a kind of a not a small town, but not a big city at all. But um so I have like a ton of sex toys 
partially because my husband, before we met, used to work for a sex toy distributor. Really? Yeah. And so he has like a lot of like free samples of stuff that he Come like, on now. Yes. We have a filing cabinet full of just like sex yes. toys. Yes. And so we would like experiment and like play with them and try stuff out a lot. And now he's not here. And like, I don't have a lot of the tools that I really enjoy with me because I'm a dummy who didn't pack them. And, uh, and I'm just like too cheap to buy. Like there's a vibrator. (laughs) There is a vibrator. I want so bad to replace my old one because my old one is very old. (laughs) Um, but like, I don't want to spend the money on it. Like I don't want to spend the $160 or whatever it is. (laughs) But when you have a whole file cabinet back at your house, I don't blame you. You're like, I know, I know. I get it. So so that's part of it because I don't find that I can achieve orgasm very well just with my hands, like manually. Okay. Okay. And, um, and I prefer when I do masturbate to use a vibrator and a dildo okay i like that i like that double action like oh double yeah, penetration so, she a dp girl what's I, up girl <laughs> so, <laughs> it is my dream one day <laughs> to get double penetrated i want every hole filled like yo I, I, I like think about it sometimes so wait so, you want a gangbang that's what you fantasize about right because a gangbang is where like multiple people are fucking you right like Maybe you got the, you got it, you suck at a dick, you got like asshole yeah. pussy. Yeah, she wants to be gangbang, y'all. Yeah, don't <laughs> sign up. <laughs> it's just funny because it's like as open as I am, I'm also like incredibly like shy to a certain degree, you know? Because you? Sharing, listen, listen, guys. It, this is we're, we're bearing like our deepest, most vulnerable selves to people, and how many listeners are listening. Like, it could be that it could feel the way, and I think that's you got to give yourself grace for that because it's real. Like, not everybody has the guts to talk about their sex life on a podcast. So, shout out to you. Uh, you know, what else was I gonna do? <laughs> so, I, <laughs> well, it wasn't girl because it's been a while, goddammit. It's shit. been a while. So I'm gonna need I you to some, get on that. I just need to buy the vibrator. I just, every paycheck, I'm like, this is the week. Right, week. right. Um, but, so it's been a while um, since I've masturbated, but it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just something I never, like, really think about. Right, right. And, um, but there was a time when I was masturbating, like, before I moved to Chicago, I was masturbating, like, three times a day. Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah, she was having fun. Well, a file cabinet, I would imagine. So, <laughs> and also, it helps. I was using it a lot as a sleep aid. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because, especially because I work night shift, it's really hard for me to oh, sleep during the day. I okay. really struggle to sleep during the day. So I would come home from work, take a nice hot shower, have a shower beer, and <laughs> a shower beer. <laughs> A shower beer. Have you never had a shower beer? No, but my part, my producer, the producer, he's had many a shower beer. So it's so funny because that's a thing, apparently. It's like amazing. You have a nice hot shower with a crisp cold beer. It is so <laughs> relaxing. I love but, that. So I have my shower beer after work. Get into my. I'm nice and clean and naked and like in my sheets, and I pull out my vibrator, rub one out get off and pass out for six hours it's like 
it's the only thing that will put me to sleep sometimes. I hear you, girl. Um, I hear you. Lullaby. It's a lullaby, goddammit. Lullaby. <laughs> right? Okay. Lullaby. <laughs> so now this do you use porn at all to like help with that or do you like just all porn visuals in your head porn is literally nothing for me really not even like amateur um there was somebody recently on Pornhub that I discovered or was recommended to me someone recommended it to me there's this porn star this male porn star on Pornhub uh, Owen Gray. <laughs> Come on now, Owen Gray. He's like totally not my type physically. Uh huh. But the way he fucks, <laughs> I was just like, okay, Owen can get it. <laughs> right, right. Oh, we've all been there. When we have like, we go through the whole of like certain people that we like, ooh, listen, if, if I've ever met this person, shit. Exactly. Because especially in his videos, they're very, like female pleasure centered. Ah, I love that. Okay. Yeah. So it's it doesn't feel like it's about him. Uh, it feels like it's very much giving to um the partner in the I videos. Love that. Mm-hmm. Also what's interesting, <laughs> I know I said that like I'm straight, but lesbian porn does it for me. And I think it's yeah. the same and I think it's the same thing. I think it's also um because it's female centered. Right. That that's, that's why I can like imagine what it feels like. Ah. It's not so much the visual. It's not the visual. It's that I can imagine being in that person's shoes and like what they're experiencing. It's almost like I'm, it's almost like I, I'm empathetic towards it. Yeah. You like tap into like what they're, what they're, like I've done that where I put myself in the person's shoes. Like, oh, I know they feeling it right now. Cause look at what he's doing. Look at what she's doing. Like, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. And then there's also a sense of yearning for that to happen in real yes. life. Yes. And there's that sense of yearning. And I think that's also the pull and what turns me on too is yeah. that like, oh, I want that right fucking now. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. Not, and I'm not going to get it. And that just gets me like really horny. Right, 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 yeah. I, denial, I can like that. Because denial is something I'm kind of into sexually. <laughs> I, apparently, right? <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, cute. Yeah. I love that. I love that. But, okay. but, generally, but generally speaking, porn doesn't, like, I don't watch it regularly. It's not something okay. I really participate in. Um, but, I mean, I like erotic writing. I think a lot huh. of women do, too. Um, I, because, it, again, I, I like... I like verbiage. I like words. I like to mm. imagine things. I'm not very visually stimulated. Got you. So Got you. for me, if it's auditory or if it's like, there's music that will get me worked up. Yes. Ooh. Okay. And not even and not even music that I think people would typically consider like sexy. Right. Like you know R and B. Well, yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Excellent. I mean genuine super hot right but there's also things like if it's a good like sultry guitar like blues guitar yeah that'll put me there okay so there's there's like different things it's like a frequency with you maybe like a frequency yeah i can see that that's cool yeah i I fuck with that so so it's not 
So visual, so visual porn isn't really my <sighs> jam. I'm like the girl. I'm all visual. Like I'm, I, I, I'm like I can put myself in the categories like a voyeur. Like I like to watch. Like I get upset when I'm fucking and I can't see like what's happening. Like I want to be by. I want all the mirrors. I want all the mirrors. Yeah. I mean, I like so. it. I like fucking with the lights on. Oh yeah. Which I never I just, thought I, I would like. I want to see. Really, I want to see. I never thought I it, and see. I think part of that is because I have body. Like. Uh huh. So uh-huh. I'm a plus size person. Uh-huh. Also, I think part of the reason why I like talking about sex so much, like, oh yeah, fat people, we fuck too, and we do it. Oh, so, down, yes, so, yes. Because no one wants, no one wants to know about fat people having sex. But guess I, what? You're gonna hear. Oh, about I, it. I, this so, is gonna y'all. You. You guys, and then the, the listeners know because I have my co-host uh, Becky. She's a big girl, and listen, she is not. You know, she listen. She, she does not have any issue in that category. Let me just tell you that. How about that? Right, Let's just say exactly. I'm not gonna put all her business out there, but she doesn't have any issues at all. So, <laughs> right. and I'm realizing now as I'm getting older, like I wish yeah. I had this kind of confidence, like. 15 years ago right 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 right, you know? right. yeah but yeah. now as I'm getting older I'm like fuck it I can get it <laughs> if, if okay I okay it. and good for me and good yeah for you. and but my point being is I think that um because I was so afraid of my body for so long yeah, that I was always afraid to have the lights on. Well, now I'm like, nope. I want to see. I want to see what you're doing. I want to see what your face looks like. Uh-huh. I'm all about. If there's any visual I enjoy, it's like my partner's face. Okay. No, I want to know that they're enjoying what I'm doing. To the them. pleasure. Yeah, you can yeah. see it on their face. Amen. I can. I can definitely relate with that for sure. Mm-hmm. Cute. Okay. Well, we've talked a lot about sex already. I definitely want to get into these other um, pillars. Uh, yes. What about what do you want to do next? What do you want to do? Meditate or uh, medicate? Let's talk medicate because medicate. it's something that is. I'm very incensed and passionate about it. Okay. Because so. I, and are you talking about cannabis? I am talking about cannabis. Okay. So. Yeah. Shout out to cannabis. Speaking of. Cannabis. Speaking of, I'm gonna take a little hit off my vape. Go for <laughs> it, girl. I cannot because of my job. And that's something I kind of want to talk about. Like, right. So I'm in the medical field. And even though marijuana, recreational marijuana is legal in the state of Illinois, and it was legal in the state of Michigan, um, I cannot do it because of what I do for a living. Right. And because we can get, so every contract that I do, we have to drug test. Oh, okay. Yep. So every, you know, eight to 13 weeks, I have to drug test. Okay. And also, if something happens on the job, let's say... Let's say I have a combative patient mm. who punches me, which does happen. I got kicked in the chest a couple of weeks ago. Oh, okay? Lord. Yeah, that was not a fun time. <laughs> but if, if there's a situation where there's an altercation with a patient and there's an incident report that gets written up, I, the nurse, even though I am the victim of the assault by a patient, I have to be drug tested. Oh, wow. It could be an indication that, oh, well, in the senior, your reaction time was was delayed. And so you weren't able to be um, on point or to do your job, right? Do my job. Even though I could be on vacation, smoke a J on my night off on vacation, and three weeks later, 
or whatever test positive and then I could get fired, which I just think is complete bonkers. That's not fair. That's not fair. It's not fair. But at the same time, I could do crack cocaine on Friday and drop clean on Monday. Stop. Really? Mm -hmm. So cocaine has a much shorter half-life than marijuana. Oh my God. And marijuana is stored in your fat cells. It's fat. Yeah. And your hair, right? It could be found in your hair too, right? Yeah. So it was really stressful before I became a nurse, before I worked in healthcare, because I did like smoke weed mm-hmm. and I was so afraid that that was going to have a hair test because that stays, it's like it's a long time that it mm-hmm. stays in your hair follicle, like months. And um, I was so glad that they did urine testing. Mm-hmm. Um, and most institutions do urine testing because it's cheaper. Like okay. a, hospital, a hospital doesn't want to pay to do a strand test so uh, they're going to okay. do it so they're going to do a urine test so how long does it take though to, to for marijuana to get out of your system would you say so it depends on your intake it depends on <laughs> how much you're doing and how often you're doing it so if you're a daily consumer um yeah if you're a daily consumer and depending on also like if you're smoking or if you're eating it if you're eating it it's going to stay in your system longer okay um so it could be anywhere between like 30 to like 20 to 60 days damn if you're a regular heavy user oh okay if you're, if you're like sporadically using it um like two weeks you know okay. Okay. um i definitely there's like kits that you can buy where they yeah. cleanse i i don't know if you've talked about this on your podcast before i don't recommend those really yeah, especially if you're going for like a job interview, especially in healthcare. Ooh, please tell us why. Because those tests have additives that, and the additives get picked up on the urine tests. And so they'll know that you used a cleanser. Re- oh, so they got tests now for the, for the, for the cleanser. Yeah, so they, oh. they, can, they can determine because they're they're wily fuckers they can determine whether or not you use the cleanser even if you test negative so so i mean there i'm not gonna i can't you know because of my license i can't tell you how to pass a drug test right exactly don't do don't do it yeah drugs (laughs) Um, but uh i mean i've heard some i've heard some old wives tales Mm -hmm. over the years um, I myself have never used any of them, um, but it just frustrates me because I think that it is a unnecessarily prohibitive rule right. for health for healthcare workers. Who I believe, if anybody needs a fucking <laughs> hit every once in a while, it's, it's a y'all. Goddamn, it's a goddamn nurse. It's y'all. It's definitely y'all. I've been working COVID for almost three years. Like I'm over it. Oh my God. Yeah. I just so want to smoke with y'all. Like, here you go, baby. Here's all the weed. Like you need it. (laughs) I know. Like the burnout is real. And I think that, you know, a lot of, and the thing is, if you think that your healthcare professionals aren't imbibing in something, yeah, whether it's marijuana, weed, pharmaceuticals, whatever it is, alcohol alcohol, right yeah like any of those things if you think that people in the hospital aren't using those drugs you are out of your mind oh there is there is drug there is drug abuse is rampant in healthcare um 
I don't know how. Like, I'm mm-hmm. too much of a chicken shit to do any of that. But because, um, like, I like my job. I like getting a paycheck. Right. <laughs> so, Amen. I hear you. So, yeah. But um, but because it's a stressful job. And, and, you know, and it's not just that. Like, people need it for as you well know, chronic pain and, you know, the work that we do is backbreaking. Literally like people, there are so many kick in the chest. Yeah. You got kicked in the second chest. Things happen. Like we're lifting patients. We're ambulating patients where it's, it's very physical work and people Mm -hmm. have chronic pain from the work that we do. And I don't want to take, you know, an Oxycontin, every right. day for the rest of my life. Right. You know, I'd much rather, you know, smoke a blunt or have mm-hmm. an edible and because it's something that we have for millennia mm-hmm. been doing as humans without much incident. And it's safer than any drug, than most pharmaceutical drugs out there. It's safer oh my than God. alcohol okay you know? let's talk about that okay like literally how alcohol is just gonna kill you slowly but weed is just i mean look at look at all the people that smoke weed for like ever they look great you know i can tell you i have a lot of patients who come in with end-stage liver cancer or liver mm. failure because of alcohol abuse i can't tell you anybody who's come in because they smoke too much weed like exactly they just they probably sleep at home in bed because they're tired from smoking and they and they ate everything in their in, you know in their fridge. But you know, I hear you. No, is, I hear is you. it for everybody? No. Is it compatible with everybody's brain chemistry? No. Right. Sh- should like young people be smoking weed? No, because right. it does affect their like their brain development. Mm-hmm. But man, for like you and me, why the fuck not, like, girl? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it without weed, honestly, especially right now, girl. What about CBD for you? Really? Okay. Yeah, can't can't do any of it. The the most that I can do with CBD is like if there's a balm or something. Yeah, topical. What about that? Yeah, yeah, like a topical topical. I could use and that wouldn't necessarily affect me. But um, yeah, but for my mood, so I'm on on Prozac because I have a... Um, anxiety and depression. Okay. Um, pretty significant anxiety. And so I'm on Prozac, but sometimes I feel like it's not doing anything for me. And if I could just have an edible. <laughs> oh my God. I am just like, like so sad right now. For you. <laughs> I'm like, I just want to give you all the weed and be like, here, take it. You need it. Like that makes me really, that really disappoints me. I really hope that the, do you think the rules are going to change at all? Do you think that's going to shift or in the near future or know. what? You know, it's funny. They tried doing the same thing with nicotine. So in some hospitals, they were banning nicotine for employees and they had to like test. Yeah. You had to to, like get a blood test, I think, for to see if there's nicotine systems. Yeah. Um, And it wasn't working out in the hospital's favor because a lot of people were either quitting jobs Right. Or they just weren't applying to work there because like, I'm not going to quit smoking. You know, this is like, this is the one vice I have. Like I'm not, you know, and I'm not saying that smoking, I'm not saying that tobacco products are, are good. I'm just saying that if that didn't work and something that is actually beneficial 
is going to be banned like that how long is that going to be sustainable for how these, long these hospitals yeah especially because I, don't, I, I could go on and on and on and on about it um the the thing is that i think if it goes federal like if it becomes yeah. a federal lift yeah and legalization i think there's a chance okay but again if they're private institutions, they can do whatever they want. Oh, okay. Right? So if they're private, they can, okay. They can make their own rules. Yeah. Okay. Any kind of interesting. private employer <clears throat> can make their own rules. They can do whatever they want. So, okay. um, do I love that? No, but I think most hospitals, at least a lot of hospitals are nonprofit. They get government funding. So okay. maybe hopefully, things will change. Yeah. Hopefully. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Unfortunately. Yeah. We got a long um, way to go. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. I also, but you know, I'm, I'm okay with it though. I'm okay. If I never smoke weed so long as, how do I want to word this? If we can get people who have nonviolent drug offenses out of prison. Amen, girl. Preach. I would would prefer that over me ever being able to smoke weed ever. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful of you to say too. Cause that's, I mean, we need to just that needs to be addressed all the time. Cause it's like, you know, I work in the, I work in the cannabis industry and like, it's just so hard to see like <clears throat> people just going in the dispensaries, buying a joint, this and that, whatever. And there's still people in jail that, you know, like for, for years, like, because what they got caught with the fucking gram of weed on them and shit. It's just like, what? What? Yeah. And I look, you know, I've been to dispensaries, even though I don't smoke, I've been inside of them and I'm like, this looks like a fucking Apple store. Oh, and they do. They do that. They do. Yes. And then you see mm-hmm. these like, and I, I sometimes I'll see like these big uh, jars of flour, and I think to myself, how much, like, how long would that put somebody away for? Oh my god! And the rules they shift, right? Because it's like, yeah, like back in the day, if you were caught with an ounce, like, woo, you going to jail for a a long time. A but then, then there's also the cases where those men that that where they were these like. Um, forgive me because my I do smoke weed, so I can't remember everything. Um, the one I forget his name, but he was uh, I want to say it's it's not Michael Brown. No, it's not. He was in jail for like twenty plus years because he had and he got caught with a joint. Like that was it, and he just like was in jail for like so Listen, long. Like I'm gonna say it. I know this isn't probably the podcast for it, or the, but I'm just gonna say it. Drug charges are just an excuse to incarcerate black and brown people no this is the podcast for it say it sweetheart yes absolutely this is the podcast yes okay i was gonna say you could be as open as that we are a transparency you know we are all about that and she's right nasim preach absolutely well that's why because there's like a whole uh like i did watch grass is greener on netflix if you haven't have you familiar with that one on i'm not familiar with that it's good i feel like you would enjoy it because it does highlight that in a sense of like how cannabis was used in a way, you know, demonized, you know, and put propaganda and all that shit to make it so that black and brown people could be, you know, incarcerated and just, you know, it's, it's fucked. It's really fucked. And, you know, and we're um, still doing it and we're still doing it. We're still absolutely. Doing it. We're still doing it. So, but you know, but your yeah. hipster white tech bro can <sighs> billions, bro. girl, make the billions. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucked. It's really fucked. It's a, it's a multi-billion dollar industry that is like most things in this country built off of the backs and struggles of black and brown people 
And she said it, y'all. She she never lied, y'all. <laughs> I'm not well, afraid to say it. I know. I love. I love it. I love it. No, thank you for being. Thank you for that. That note too. Like you've you've been awesome in each category. You've been killing it. Um, I'm like yes, better creature girl. Uh, so what about meditates? What about meditate? What? How do you meditate, Nassim? I'm so bad at this. Um, it's hard. Medit- it's really hard. Meditation is really hard for me mm-hmm. because I have such an anxious mind, and uh-huh. it is so challenging for me to just be alone with my own thoughts because my own thoughts can be very upsetting to me that can be very scary I can work myself into a panic attack I've done it before Mm. and and the idea of meditating I downloaded an app headspace yeah and I tried using it and I didn't get very far I think I got like three days into it and I was like this is causing me more stress oh no (laughs) honestly I feel like my form of meditation is I, it's not necessarily a quiet space, but if I'm going for a hike where there's, I'm outdoors, I can see and smell and even taste different things. I can center myself. Um, I can people watch. I can, there's, there's activity going on around me but it's not activity that I have to focus on. If that, mm. It's almost like white noise. Okay. If yeah. that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Um, and so I enjoy doing that. I haven't been on, actually, that's not true. I went to the Botanical Gardens last weekend, and that was very meditative. For Which me. one? I really interested in that. In the Chicago Botanical Gardens. Up okay. In, I don't know where it is. I it's not in Chicago. That's why. Because I was like, where is it? I know it's like, I've heard of it. And I'm like, I want to go. But I was it's like, like yeah, in the northern like, yeah, somewhere. It's yeah. up there. Yeah. And I also went to, and on the way back from the gardens, we stopped at the Baha'i Temple up in Wil- in Wilmette. Okay. Which I'm not Baha'i. Um, but it's the most serene building I've ever been in. Really? Yeah, I just walked in and they're open for everyone. You don't have to be a practitioner of the faith. And I just walked in and I sat down and it's weird because it's it's quiet without being silent. And it was very peaceful. I've mm. never been in a, in a space quite like it. And it was very relaxing. Um, and I also just like to zone out in the bathtub. Hell yeah. <laughs> Something. That's something I've been doing. Not even just so maybe it's maybe it's your environment then maybe like how that's how maybe putting yourself in a different environment will help you get to that meditative state or at least relax a little bit. Yeah, it's not something I can do on my own. I have to be in an environment where I can feel like I can relax. (laughs) I hear you. It's tough, you know, because it's like especially like if you're just like at home and like oh god like if you work from home and like literally home is not work for you so you're like shit like I can't relax here so let me you know let me go outside in nature and like you know let me go in like or like in a bathtub bitch sickening are you kidding me like love it love a love a love a tub love a good soak love a good I mean, that's, what I was, that's what I was doing before I came on here yes. <laughs> I was soaking for like an hour oh that sounds amazing jealous yeah. love it okay cool yeah. you know and the thing is like thank you for being so transparent about that too about how you know meditation can be difficult because I, I I definitely can I definitely can relate to that and I know our listeners can too because especially with everything that's going on now it's everything so electric and like 
feral out there in the world I feel like it's a little erratic a really you know? good way of putting it yeah, yeah dude it's like I step outside and I like almost like feel it like you go in the city you go downtown if you're out downtown like on a Friday or Friday night it's like holy shit like what the like just like ah you know so mm-hmm. you know shutting everything off you know whatever way that's why like I do like to hear people's practices because everybody has a different way of getting themselves there you know to like a higher being One thing that I think has been helpful for me is to, as I'm tackling my mental health, um, because like I said, it's easy for me to go down the rabbit hole and work myself up into a panic attack. One of the things that I've been practicing when I do attempt a meditative space is to have, allow myself to have the thought. Because I think a lot of times there's this misconception with meditation that you're just supposed to empty your mind, like yes. empty your mind. Yes. And how are you supposed to do that? Like no one can just empty their mind, not without years of practice, right? True, true. So for me, it's like, I'm working on letting myself have the thought, but don't let the thought overtake. Just have the thought and let it go by. Almost okay. like, almost like there's, Imagine you're the way I look at it is if you're on the street and you're at an intersection and you're just watching the cars go by, every mm. car is a thought. Mm. And instead of letting them just sit at the street corner at the stop sign, just, them just, just let them by. go. Just let yeah. them pass by. <clears throat> See the thought, have the thought, but let it go. Oh, I love that. Deep. Okay. Come on now. Come on now. Wisdom. Come on now. I love that. All right. Well, Nassim, this has been so much fun. I love chatting with you. This has been very insightful. Like, I love that you bring in your experience as a nurse into this. I love that you're sharing your sex stories on my podcast. If you ever want me to go on yours, girl, I'm I'm down. So let me know. We can talk about you know, I I will share I will share my sex stories of not now because producer Rick will kill me, but I will maybe, you know, in the past, <laughs> we can go no. there maybe. But, um, and then I also, you know, I'm a, you know, girl, I'm a, I'm a sex, you know, I'm in the sex, you know, work or, you know, I, I'm a pole dancer. I, I perform. So we can, so we can dive on to that on your show too. So I, would love that. I want you on my show. 100%. <laughs> so y'all want to get some sex. Y'all want to get some sex? They're all like, fuck yeah, right? And you guys, go check out our podcast. Like, it's really good. Like, I was like, I'll put the episode that I liked, the one with the uh, threesome. But yeah, I hope you continue on because it's been really, it's been really good to hear your side of, you know, your perspective. I love that you're in the lifestyle. I love that you're married. You know what I mean? I love that you have a producer that also shares, like, your producer's cool. He's in there. He'll like, you know, help you. Like, you know, it's cool. It's uh, the dynamic fun. so funny because he's like such a, he sounds like your basic, like, straight, white, middle-aged, monogamous, <laughs> like, married dude. And, like, the fact that he and I have the dynamic and the fun conversations that we do, I think, is, like, extra special. Yeah. Um, I love that. So, I do. Yeah, it's, it's, a fun, it's a fun time. It's not always fun. Sometimes we do talk about some deep stuff. I yeah. talked last week about um, mistakes that I've made and things that I've held on to for the past decade or so. And, um, you know, it's not always fun and games, but neither is sex. So. Ooh. And on that note, that's, that's a beautiful way to, you know, like 
finish off this segment. Yes. Again, guys, the wisdom. I love it. I love it. Well, what does it seem like? Where can people find you? I mean, the link will be in the show notes, but do you have like any like social media handles, things like that you want to like share with the people? Yeah. So I'm, I'm not like you who has a very consistent like brand, but you Girl, can it's find work. me. It's work. It's time consuming. <laughs> she got, she's a nurse. Y'all. I'm not a nurse. I understand. I get why she's not consistent. Come on. I, I have a nice you sleep. Um, I, uh, you can find me on TikTok at Nazmaz. That's N-A-Z-Z-M-A-Z-Z. Same on Instagram, N-A-Z-Z-M-A-Z-Z. You can also find me on Twitter at terrible underscore sex. Um, and I think that's all I'm going to share for now. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, you guys go ahead and give her, you know, check out her content. You know, I, like, I love that, you know, when we met at the, the podcast day, you know, you were just like, yes, let's go. And I was like, let's fucking go. Let's do it. You know? So I appreciate you being on the show. Um, and as always guys, if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. Make sure you follow our TikTok as well, uh, Capoology, and our Instagram page. Everything is in the show notes or in this, uh, the details, description box, whatever you want to call it. Um, but yeah, and, and send on your questions and uh, your Q&As and things like that to uh, at gmail.com. We love to have these conversations and you know we want to hear your stories as well. So, And thank you again, Nassim, for coming on the show, coming on Kimoology. Yes. Thank you so much. I had such a yes. time. Uh, is there anything you want to leave the people with? The final leave the people with? Anything else? Have safe, consensual, fun sex. Yes. I love it. Love it. Perfect. And on that note, guys, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Kimbo out. Brought to you by the Rick Dog Network. <laughs> well, shoot the damn dog.